Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live to the Alex Cardinal Show, your one stop for news, sports, current events, current news, politics, and fun. With plenty of action packed into this show, there is something for everyone. What will Alex be talking about today? Want to call in and interact with Alex? Call in live at 1 323 642 1605. Now, coming to you live from Springfield, Massachusetts, is the crazy Alex Cardinal. Take it away, Alex. You are tuned in live to Cooking with Alex Cardinal, live exclusively on The Alex Cardinal Show. Chef Alex brings his five years of kitchen experience to The Alex Cardinal Show. With many delicious recipes, tips, and tricks coming your way, you can rest assured that you will become a better cook in your own kitchen. What is Chef Alex cooking for us today? What recipes are in store? Let's find out. Live from his kitchen all the way in Springfield, Massachusetts, it's Chef Alex. Take it away, Chef. fantastic Wednesday and are looking forward to a great weekend coming up in a few days here. But tonight, I've got a great show coming your way here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. Today, I am debuting a brand new series here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. That's right. I'm debuting a new series, and this is a series that I've been waiting to debut, and I know this is going to be a series you all are going to enjoy. Today, I am debuting the Cooking with Alice Cardinelli series here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. This great series is the one that retired my popular radio show that had over 70,000 listens, the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show. So I have the utmost confidence that this series is going to do great. This is why I retired the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show was because I knew that this series would help boost the Alice Cardinelli Show and become a popular series. And I figured instead of doing three shows here on Blog Talk Radio, I would cut it down to two. I would do the Aquatic Wetline, and I would do the Alice Cardinelli Show. And I thought it would be pretty cool to combine a cooking show into a talk show, and I think it's going to be fantastic. So nonetheless, this is our first episode of Cooking with Alice Cardinelli here live on the Alice Cardinelli Show. This is going to be a once-a-month 
series, but you guys are lucky because in February we're going to have two Cooking with Alice Cardinelli shows because next Thursday we're going to have a Valentine's 2015 Cooking with Alice Cardinelli episode, but I'll talk about that towards the end of the show. Anyways, I'm your host, Chef Alice Cardinelli, and that's right, I am a chef. I have been a chef for the last six years, and if you want to learn more about my career as a chef, I invite you to listen to any of my archive episodes on the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show by going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show. All right. Well, tonight I figured I'd debut Cooking with Alice Cardinelli with a great topic, and I know a lot of you love baked goods and a lot of you love sugar. I love baked goods and I love sugar, so I am looking forward to debuting with cookies, cakes, and chocolate. That's right. Today I'm going to be talking about cookies, cakes, and chocolate. Let's face it, we all love cookies, we all love cake, and most importantly, we all love chocolate. I have never met a person who does not like cookie, cakes, or chocolate, so I know you guys are going to enjoy this wonderful show. So for today, I'm going to have a discussion on cookies and cookie baking. I'll have a discussion on cakes. I'll have a discussion on the creaming method. And the creaming method is used to make cookies and cakes. And it's a a method you use to mix your cookie dough and your cake batter. And I'll have a discussion on chocolate. And last but not least, I have some delicious recipes in store for you. I have 16 recipes for you, give or take a few, but I think I got 16 recipes in store for you tonight, including a delicious red velvet cake recipe, a delicious chocolate chip cookie recipe, and more. 16 great recipes, which I'll share later on in the show. Now, I would like to make my first Cooking with Alice Cardinelli show here on the Alice Cardinelli show a great one. So if you could, go ahead and call in live at 1-323-642-1605 with any questions you might have. Now, you could also go ahead and call in to discuss your favorite cookie, your favorite cake, or your favorite chocolate bar. That's 1-323-642-1605. Again, 1-323-642-1605 and discuss your favorite candy, cookie, or chocolate, or ask any questions you might have. All right, we've got an action-packed show, and I've got a lot of great information to give out, so I'm going to go ahead and get started and talk about some of these delicious baked goods. We will start by discussing cookies and everything you should know about cookies. In the North America, United States, and Canada, A cookie is a small, flat, baked treat, usually containing flour, eggs, sugar, and either butter or cooking oil, and sometimes shortening, and often including ingredients such as raisins, oats, or chocolate chips. Now, in many other English-speaking countries, cookies are called biscuits. Now, if you went to, let's say, United Kingdom 
or you went to um, an English-speaking country, if you said the word cookie, they would think you were talking about an English muffin or a corn muffin or a biscuit. So in the English-speaking country, it's opposite. Our cookies are their biscuits, and our biscuits are their cookies, as I was told. So in the English-speaking countries, cookies are called biscuits. Cookies are most commonly baked until crisp or just long enough that they remain soft. But there are some cookies that are not baked at all. Yes, there are varieties of cookies that are not baked at all. Cookies are made in a wide variety of styles using an array of ingredients. Now, these ingredients range from sugars, spices, chocolate, butter, peanut butter, nuts, or dried fruits. Of course, the softness of the cookie may depend on how long it is baked. I recommend anyone making cookies to always keep in mind that if you are baking cookies, keep an eye on the cookies because cookies are very, very, very easy to overbake because they're flat in cakes in theory. That's right, cakes are flat, um, cookies are flat in cakes in theory, so they're going to cook faster. So if you want soft and chewy cookies, I recommend under-baking them. There is no such thing as under-baking a cookie because when you take a cookie out of the oven, it's going to go through a process called carry-over baking. And carry-over baking means the product is going to continue to cook even after you take it out of the oven. So that's why I say never be afraid to pull an item out of the oven even if you think it's not done all the way because if you want soft and chewy cookie, it will carry-over bake once you take it out of the oven. Now, a general theory of cookies may be formulated this way. Despite its descent from cakes and other sweetened breads, the cookie, in almost all its forms, has abandoned water as a medium for cohesion. Water in cake serves to make the base, in the case of cakes called batter, as soon as possible, which allows the bubbles responsible for a cake's fluffiness to better form. However, in cookies, the agent of cohesion has become some form of oil. Oils, whether they be in the form of butter, egg yolks, vegetable oils, or, or lard, are much more vicious than the water and evaporate freely at much higher temperature than water. Thus, a cake made with butter or eggs instead of water is far denser after removal from the oven. Oils in baked cakes do not behave as soda tends to in the finished result. Rather than evaporating and sickening the mixture, they remain saturating the bubbles of escape gases from, with, from what little water there might have been in the eggs, if added, and the carbon dioxide released by heating the baking powder. This saturation produces the most textorial, attractive feature of the cookie, and indeed all fried foods, crispiness saturated with a moisture, namely oil, that does not seep into it. And that was taken from my baking book that I got from culinary school, 
and I thought that would be important to share with you for those who are learning about some cook information or want to learn the science behind cookies. And the science behind baking is chemistry. So if you're interested in chemistry and you want to do some chemistry at home, really consider baking because a lot of the baking is chemistry. Now, cookies are broadly classified according to how they are formed, including at least these categories. Bar cookies, which consist of batter or other ingredients that are poured or pressed into a pan, sometimes in multiple layers, and cut in a cookie-sized pieces after baking. In British English, bar cookies are known as tray bakes. Now, examples of bar cookies include brownies, blondies, fruit squares, and bars such as date squares. And yes, a brownie is a bar cookie. I know a lot of people think a brownie is a cake or is somewhat of a cake, but actually a brownie is a bar cookie. The next category of cookies are drop cookies. And drop cookies are made from a relatively soft dough that is dropped by spoonfuls onto the baking sheet. During baking, the mounds of dough spread and flatten, which is common. And these are perhaps some of the common cookies that you'll see in the grocery stores or in bakeries. Chocolate chip cookies, oatmeal, or oatmeal raisin cookies are popular examples of drop cookies. In the United Kingdom, the term cookie often refers only to drop cookies. There are also some peanut butter and sugar cookies that can be classified as a drop cookie. Filled cookies are made from a rolled cookie dough filled with a fruit or confectionery filling, such as chocolate mousse, before baking. Molded cookies are also made from a stiffer dough that is molded into balls or cookie shapes by hand before baking. Snickerdoodles and peanut butter cookies are examples of molded cookies. Some cookies, such as Hermit's or the great Italian cookie known as biscotti, are molded into large flattened loaves that are later cut into smaller cookies. Now, this is a cookie for those who hate turning on the oven. No-bake cookies are made by mixing a filler, such as cereal or nuts, into a melted confectionery binder, such as marshmallow, shaping into cookies or bars and allowing to cool or harden. Oatmeal clusters and rum balls are no-bake cookies. And the controversy behind here, from what my pastry chef at culinary school taught me, is that the Rice Krispie Treats can be considered a um, no-bake cookie because you are actually melting marshmallow and butter and adding in the Rice Krispie Treats. So I'm going to pass along what I learned to you. When you're making Rice Krispie Treats at home, you are making a no-bake cookie. So I still find that hard to believe, but I just wanted to share that with you because it could be true. Then, of course, we've got press cookies, which are made from a soft dough that is extruded from a cookie press into various decorative shapes before baking. These would be a professional cookie. I don't think uh, you guys can make this at home unless you had uh, a very expensive cookie press. And finally, we've got rolled cookies.
cookies, which are made from a stiffer dough that is rolled out and cut into shapes with a cookie cutter. During the holiday season, gingerbread men are an example. Now, sandwich cookies are rolled or pressed cookies that are assembled as a sandwich with a sweet filling. Fillings include marshmallow jam and icing. A classic example of a sandwich cookie is the American icon, the Oreo cookie, made of two chocolate cookies with a vanilla icing filling. And speaking of Oreos, they have released a new flavor of Oreos this month called the Red Velvet Oreo. And I hope some of my listeners have the opportunity to try the Red Velvet Oreo. I know one of my live listeners had the opportunity to try a Red Velvet Oreo. And matter of fact, I'm going to be picking up a package or two of the Red Velvet Oreos tomorrow and giving them a try. And I'm actually going to be doing a live um, food review on my next episode of the Alice Carnelli Show, which is my weekly news hour of the Red Velvet Oreo. So stay tuned for that on Friday. Anyways, back on topic here. Cookies also may be decorated with an icing, especially chocolate, and closely resemble a type of confectionery. Now, that again was taken from my culinary arts baking and pastry book, but I want to bring this science to a home level or to someone who's making cookies at home. So I'm going to break it down for an easier standpoint, and now we'll talk about the types of cookies. We've got drop cookies, and these will include chocolate chip, sugar, M&M, peanut butter, oatmeal, and basically any cookies that are dropped with a cookie scoop or a tablespoon. Matter of fact, these are the easiest cookies to ever make because all you do is mix your fat and your sugar and your eggs and your vanilla or any flavor you're using and your dry ingredients, which is usually flour, baking powder, and a little bit of salt or baking soda, and you scoop and bake these cookies off in the oven. They're also so easy that Pillsbury and some of these other big baking companies sell drop and bake cookie doughs in the grocery store, but I feel that those cookie doughs are loaded with preservatives and unnatural chemicals, and I feel that you guys can make homemade drop cookies in your kitchen so much better and so much natural and so much delicious than those uh, cookies you can get at the grocery store. And you can take pride in making homemade drop cookies. Bar cookies, we all know them as peanut butter blondies, blondies, brownies, or those delicious fruit bars that you get from your grocery store. Rolled cookies are sugar and gingerbread men. Those are the cookies that you roll out for Christmas and decorate. Now, there is one sandwich that all of us here in New England know very well, and that is the whoopie pie. Now, the whoopie pie is actually a hybrid between a cake and a cookie. It usually uses bread flour or cake flour, which gives it a unique texture. And the whoopie pie comes in a lot of cake, cake flavors like red velvet, carrot, chocolate, vanilla, pumpkin, so on and so forth. But basically, a whoopie, a whoopie pie is two 
cookie-cake hybrid, sandwiched together between some kind of frosting. Is there a marshmallow fluff frosting, a cream cheese frosting, or vanilla frosting? And it's very much a sandwich cookie, but it has cake texture to it. And you might know Oofy Pie as some other kind of name um, around the country of the United States, but pretty much Oofy Pie is two sandwich cookies or sandwich cakes, whatever you want to call them, because they have a lot of names with frosting. And I love Whoopie Pies. As a matter of fact, sometime here on the Alice Carnelli Show, Cooking with Alice Carnelli, we'll do a whole entire show just on Whoopie Pies because they're so popular here in the United States and especially in New England. All right. Now, I have a live question from someone on Twitter and unfortunately, he cannot call in, but he's asking me, my chocolate chip cookies are coming out flat. Why is that? And that's a great question because it has a number of reasons, but this is what I think, this is why I think your cookies are coming out flat. I think your butter is not softened. You cannot make cookies using rock cold butter, meaning you cannot take butter out of the fridge and instantly make cookies. It needs to be at room temperature. Your butter needs to be really, really soft. So what I recommend, if you're using butter in any cookie recipe, I recommend taking your butter out of the refrigerator an hour or two hours before making your cookies so that it has time to get to room temperature. You can even do it the night before and leave it on the counter at room temperature as well. Um, most of the bakeries will actually leave their butter out um, in the morning. They come into work to make cookies, and they'll have it all day out so they have softened butter. And there's no harm in doing that. You want your butter to be soft so that it creams together with all the other ingredients. Now, if you're in a rush, you don't feel like waiting for your butter to soften, you could obviously put it in your microwave for 5 to 15 seconds, but you don't want to melt your butter unless the recipe calls for melted butter because melted butter will change the recipe's results. Now, you also want your eggs at room temperature. Um, you could use cold eggs if you wanted, but... Most chefs would tell you to use eggs at room temperature. However, I've used cold eggs, and I've never seen a change in results. But I'm going to say you can use either eggs at room temperature or eggs cold. So what I do is when I actually start getting my ingredients ready, I take the eggs out first and put them on the table so they're kind of uh, in the middle of cold and in the middle of room temperature. Now, you're Cookies could also be coming off flat because they're using expired baking soda. Yes, there is such a thing as expired baking soda. It is pretty rare because baking soda does last a while, but expired baking soda will cause products not to rise properly. So I hope my answers help your questions. And, of course, if anyone has any questions, you can call in live at 1323-642-1605 or tweet me on Twitter, like that person did, at AliceCardinelli1, capital A and Alex and capital C in Cardinelli. And I look forward to um, answering your questions. It's going to be wonderful. All right. Now... We'll move on from cookies. Later on in the show, I've got plenty of cookie recipes for you. Okay, 
So now we will chat about cakes, one of my favorite desserts. Cakes are a form of dessert that are frosted with a variety of frostings and are usually designed sometimes for parties or celebrations, for example, a birthday. Modern cake, especially layer cakes, normally contain a combination of flour, sugar, eggs, and butter or oil, with some varieties also requiring liquid, typically milk or water, and leavening agents such as yeast or baking powder. Flavorful ingredients like fruit parades, nuts, dried or candy fruit, or extracts are often added, and numerous substitutions for the primary ingredients are possible. Cakes are often filled with fruit preservatives or dessert sauces like pastry cream, iced with buttercream or other icings, and decorated with marzipan, pipe borders, or candy fruit. Cake is often the dessert of choice for meals at ceremonial occasions, particularly weddings, anniversaries, and birthdays. There are countless cake recipes. Some are bread-like, some rich and elaborate, and many are centuries old. Cake making is no longer a complicated procedure, while at one time considered labor went into cake making, particularly the whisking of egg foams, baking equipment, and directions have been simplified so that even the most amateur cook could make and bake a cake. All right. Now, cakes are broadly divided into several categories based primarily on ingredients and cooking techniques. Cheesecakes, despite their name, aren't really cakes at all. Cheesecakes are, in fact, custard pies with a filling made mostly of some form of cheese, which is often cream cheese, mascarpone, ricotta, or the like, and have very little flour added, although a flour-based or graham cracker crust may be used. Cheesecakes are also very old, with evidence of honey-sweetened cakes dating back to ancient Greece. Sponge cakes are thought to be the first of the non-yeast-baked cakes and arrive primarily on trapped air in a protein matrix generally of beaten eggs to provide leavening, sometimes with a bit of baking powder or other chemical leaven added as insurance. Such cakes include the Italian-Jewish Pan di Spagna and the French Genasse. Highly decorated sponge cakes with lava, lavish toppings are sometimes called gâté, the French word for cake. Butter cakes, including the pound cake and devil's food cake, rely on a combination of butter, eggs, and sometimes baking powder or baking soda to provide both lift and a moist texture. And butter cakes include red velvet, vanilla, chocolate, pound cake, devil's food cake, carrot cake, etc. All the famous cakes you see at your bakery are butter cakes. Beyond those classifications, cakes can be classified based on their appropriate accompaniment, such as coffee cake and continents, example, a fruit cake or a flourless chocolate cake. 
And I've got to say, I've tried many variations of the flourless chocolate cake, and it actually is pretty good. And I actually thought it would be kind of nasty because it didn't have flour, but the flourless chocolate cake is surprisingly pretty darn well, pretty darn good. All right. Some varieties of cake are widely available in the form of cake mixes, wherein some of the ingredients, usually flour, sugar, flavoring, baking powder, and sometimes some form of fat, are pre-mixed, and the cook needs only add a few extra ingredients, usually eggs, water, and sometimes vegetable oil or butter. While the diversity of represented styles is limited, cake mixes do provide an easy and readily available homemade option for cooks who are not accomplished bakers. And I certainly suggest if you don't think you're that good of a baker just yet, you can use cake mixes. But with me helping you, you will be a good baker, I promise. And I guarantee if you're not a good baker already, I will help you become a good baker. Trust me on that. All right. Now let's talk about shapes of cake. You've got a layer cake, which is cakes that are made in layers. So these are circular cakes. They're ones that you uh, put on a cake pan, put frosting on, stack, stack, stack. You stack layers. That's why it's called layer cake. Then you've got a sheet cake, which is a cake that is baked on a cookie sheet or a sheet pan. Then you've got cupcakes, uh, uh, cakes that are cooked in muffin tins. You've got abundant cake, which is like an angel food cake. And you've got Swiss rolls, a.k.a. cake rolls, which is a cake that is filled and rolled up. And those are actually pretty good cakes as well. And we'll do an entire show on cake rolls here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. All right, let's talk about kinds of cakes. We've got vanilla cake, which is also known as white cake and yellow cake. We've got chocolate cake, which includes several varieties of chocolate cake. First, you've got German chocolate cake. And one of my personal favorite chocolate cakes, which is the Black Forest cake, which has raspberries and cherries, which is good. And I recommend you guys trying a Black Forest cake if you love raspberries and cherries. Then we've got a carrot cake, which is a classic American cake. And my personal favorite cake of all time, we've got the Red Velvet Cake, the perfect cake for Valentine's Day. I mean, I have never met a person here in the United States of America who does not love Red Velvet. Red is the national colors. Red is one of the national colors of the United States of America, and I think red velvet cake is awesome. And finally, you've got apple cake. Yes, apple cake exists. Okay. Now, let's talk about some of the frostings that there are for your cakes. You've got a buttercream frosting, which is basically butter, powdered sugar, and some kind of flavoring, such as vanilla extract. And you can also use food coloring in your buttercream. Then you've got one of my personal favorite frostings, the cream cheese frosting. Then, of course, you've got chocolate frosting and my all-time favorite frosting that I learned from my grandmother, peanut butter frosting, which is great. Now... Tips 
when baking cakes. I want to give you my tips for when you're baking cakes. Before you put the cake in the oven, tap the cake pan to release air bubbles. You don't want air bubbles in your cake when you are baking. Now, this is an extremely important tip for when baking cakes. Do not keep opening the oven when baking a cake because then your cake could collapse. Do not over-bake your cake or your cake will be very dry. And do not over-mix your cake because then your cake will also be dry. So those are your tips for baking cakes at home. And that includes the cake mix cakes as well. Now, I'm going to have plenty of cake recipes for you here on the Alice Carnelli Show a little later on in the show, including my personal favorite, Red Velvet Cake. Yum! I guarantee you, you're going to like my delicious Red Velvet Cake recipe. I promise you, and I hope you guys will try my Red Velvet Cake recipe. All right, on to our next topic, which is going to be our final topic tonight for uh, information, and that is chocolate. I love chocolate, and I know all my listeners out there probably love chocolate just as much as I do. I love any kind of chocolate, whether it's a chocolate dessert or it's a chocolate bar or anything. I just love chocolate. My favorite kind of chocolate would actually be not chocolate, and that would be white chocolate. Did you know that white chocolate is really not considered a chocolate? That's right, white chocolate is not chocolate, but white chocolate is my favorite. And my second favorite kind of chocolate would be milk chocolate, which is sweet. It's basically that bittersweet chocolate that has a little bit of sugar and milk powder added to it, which gives it, which gives it its delicious taste. Some milk chocolate doesn't even have sugar at all. It gets that delicious taste from the milk, milk powder. All right, so let's go ahead and start talking about chocolate. Oh, before I uh, talk about chocolate, I want to tell you guys about my favorite kind of chocolate bars. My personal favorite would be Twix, Reese's, and uh, white chocolate Ghirardelli. I love Twix, Reese's, and white chocolate Ghirardelli, which is something that I really, really do enjoy. And don't forget, later on in the show, you're welcome to call in and discuss your favorite kind of cookies, cakes, or chocolate. And later on in the show, I'll discuss my favorite kind of cookies and cakes. So let's talk about uh, chocolate now. Chocolate has become one of the most popular food types and flavors in the world, and a vast number of foodstuffs involving chocolate have been created. Chocolate chip cookies have become very popular and common in most parts of Europe and North America. Gifts of chocolate molded into different shapes have become traditional on certain holidays. Chocolate is also used in cold and hot beverages such as chocolate milk and hot chocolate. Now, although cocoa originated in the Americas, today Western Africa produces almost two-thirds of the world's cocoa. Several types of chocolate can be distinguished. Pure, unsweetened chocolate contains primarily cocoa solids and cocoa butter in varying proportions. 
Much of the chocolate consumed today is in the form of sweet chocolate, combining chocolate with sugar. Milk chocolate is sweet chocolate that additionally contains milk powder or condensed milk. In the United Kingdom and Ireland, milk chocolate must contain a minimum of 20% total dry cocoa solids. In the rest of the European Union, the minimum is 25%. White chocolate contains cocoa, butter, sugar, and milk, but no cocoa solids. White chocolate, although similar in texture to that of milk and dark chocolate, does not contain any cocoa solids. Because of this, many countries do not consider white chocolate as chocolate at all. Although white chocolate was first introduced by Herbert Candies in 1955, Mars Incorporated was the first to produce it in the United States. Because it does not contain any cocoa solids, white chocolate does not contain any cerebrimine, so it can be consumed by animals. White chocolate will not harm your dog or your cat or any pet that you might have. But regular chocolate could kill pets. So that's a good little tidbit of information for you. Now, unsweetened chocolate is pure chocolate liquor, also known as bitter or baking chocolate. This is the chocolate you would take a bite out of and say, ugh, nasty and bitter. You would never want to eat unsweetened chocolate. It is unadulterated chocolate, the pure ground roasted chocolate beans impart a strong, deep chocolate flavor. You don't want to taste that, my friends. Chocolate is very sensitive to temperature and humidity. Ideal storage temperatures are between 15 degrees and 17 degrees Celsius, 59 and 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Chocolate manufacturers produce a range of products from chocolate bars to fudge. Large manufacturers of chocolate products include Cadbury, the world's largest confectionery manufacturer, Guylin, the Hershey Company, Lindt and Springali, and Mars Incorporated. The Hershey Company, which is the largest chocolate manufacturer in North America, produces the Hershey Bar and Hershey Kisses, as well as Kit Kat and Reese's Peanut Cups. Mars Incorporated, a large, privately owned U.S. corporation, produces Mars Bars, Milky Way, M&M's, Twix, and Snickers. Lint is known for its truffle balls and gold Easter bunnies. All right, so it's a little bit of history for you on chocolate. Now, let's talk about best types of chocolate to bake with. Cocoa powder, semi-sweet chocolate, dark chocolate, and you can actually bake with white chocolate and milk chocolate, but be very careful with it because white chocolate and milk, and milk chocolate could burn in the oven. But, yes, you could bake with white chocolate and milk chocolate. I highly recommend putting the white chocolate and milk chocolate in the freezer before baking it so that it does not burn. I find that when I put white chocolate and milk chocolate in the freezer, it will not burn. And that is very, very true. So make sure you put white chocolate and milk chocolate in the freezer so it don't burn. Again, the best types of chocolate to bake with are cocoa powder, semi-sweet chocolate, dark chocolate, white chocolate, and milk chocolate. 
All right, later on in the show, we're going to have a delicious chocolate ganache and white chocolate ganache recipes for you, and some white chocolate-covered Oreos and some more chocolate recipes for you. So that's going to be awesome. Well, I've been speaking for 38 minutes straight here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. Do you think Chef Alex deserves a break? I think I do. So... We're going to take a quick commercial break here on the Alice Cardinelli Show, and you're going to hear some wonderful music for your listening pleasures. Coming up next here on the first episode of Cooking with Alice Cardinelli, I'm going to have some delicious baked good recipes. I'm going to have a chocolate chip cookie recipe, a sugar cookie recipe, a M&M cookie recipe, uh, a tiny cookie recipe, a red velvet cake, a vanilla cake, a chocolate cake, and much more. So stick around for some delicious recipes. So let's hear some wonderful music, and we'll be back in about 20 or 30 minutes or so. And don't forget, you can call in live at 1-323-642-1605 with any questions you have on cookies or cakes or chocolate, or discuss your favorite kind of cookies, cakes, or chocolate. We'll see you after our commercial and music break. Up next are delicious recipes. The Aquatic Wetline is a tropical fish keeping podcast that is dedicated to all the tropical fish keepers. The Aquatic Wetline covers fresh water, salt water, and reptiles. The Aquatic Wetline is the one and only fish keeping podcast hosted by a fish keeper for fish keepers. Aquatic Wetline is one of the original fish keeping podcasts that was the first to be dedicated to freshwater fish on Blog Talk Radio. With over 100 episodes and plenty of new episodes coming to you live each week, Aquatic Wetline is the place to be for all fish keepers. So check us out. blogtalkradio.com forward slash aquaalex Aquatics Plus is the next best aquarium keeping show here on Blog Talk Radio. Your host of this show, Andrew will dive deep into the topics of freshwater and saltwater fish, reptiles, and other pets. Dakota Aquatics Plus is live every Saturday and is a show that you will enjoy. So check Andrew out. blogtalkradio.com forward slash Dakota Aquatics Plus. Aquatics Euphoria, a podcast about fish, all things fish and everything fish. Let William T. and his co-hosts dive deep into your tank and come up with a great fish species topic for a great show. Check out Aquatics Euphoria today for an enjoyable fish show. William T. and his co-hosts do it all. Salt water, fresh water, and yes, plants and even specials on other interesting topics. Surf over there, right after this wonderful show here on Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that William T. has a new podcast on Blog Talk Radio? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, kids. Teens and in-betweens. Epiphany is a podcast about revelations, sudden awarenesses and innuendos. William T. will discuss topic by topic, week by week or maybe day by day. You never know with William T. This podcast is controversial at best, interesting at least. 
Come join William T. at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Epiphany USA. Come hear what all the hype is about. William T. slam dunks his attitude with rants, political slurs about governmental blunders, world events and where this world is headed from a revelational point of view. See if this podcast don't grab your fancy. Come on. What are you waiting for? Come sit beside William T. and take part in a podcast that promises to be inviting, action-packed and just plain crazy at times. Come hear some senseless jargon and an attitude from the shrewd dude from South Carolina. The old man of mayhem, William T. Come on be brave and go there right now. Well, wait until this show is over first though. Choosing guitar accessories can be expensive and time-consuming, but it doesn't have to be. Jambox will deliver the necessities right to your front door. Jambox is great for players of any age and all experience levels. Try new brands, new products, and get your jam on. Order a Jambox today at www.jamboxcanada.ca. Gail Carson is a singer and songwriter who produces some awesome music. Gail Carson is an ASCAP, multi-genre singer-slash-songwriter spanning folk, country, roots, Americana, and a little bit of rock and roll. www.gailcarson.com Gail Carson is also a radio show host of The Gail Carson Show, an original indie artist showcase series broadcast on internet radio stations all over the world. Gail Carson is a professional photographer, videographer, and graphic artist www.gailcarsonphotograph.com Gail Carson is a producer-slash-engineer. Gail Carson is a music promoter. On the next episode of The Alice Cardinelli Show, join Alex for his fifth episode of Weekly News Hour, live Friday, February 6th, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern. Alex will recap this week in news, plus he'll discuss this week in sports news, and find out who won Super Bowl 49, plus a complete WWE Monday Night Raw and WWE SmackDown review from the week, and Alex will share his favorite quotes with you this week. And find out some news for the Alex Cornelli Show. Plus, for the very first time ever, we are going to have our very first live food review on the Alex Cornelli Show on this week's Weekly News Hour. Alex will be taste testing the Red Velvet Oreo made by the oil company that is brand new. So, here are Alex's thoughts on the Red Velvet Oreo that is now available for Valentine's Day via Oreo Company. Well, I hope to see you on Friday for our new show, live at 8 p.m. Eastern. See you for our next show, which is live Friday, February 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern, the News Hour. It's time to get funky right here on the Alice Cardinelli Show. We're going to hear some wonderful music on the Alice Cardinelli Show. I hope you like music, so DJ Alex, take it away and play some wonderful music here on the Alex Cardinelli Show. Yeah! Another one by the dust.
You are now tuned back into the Alex Cardinelli Show, live with your host, Alex Cardinelli. We hope you enjoyed our nice music and commercial break and are ready for some fun discussion. What is Alex going to chat about now? Don't forget to call in at 1-323-642-1605 to let your voice be heard. Get involved with social media and tweet your thoughts on tonight's topic. Tweet to at Alex Cardinelli 1, capital A in Alex and C in Cardinelli. Now let's get back to the action. Here's Alex live from the Blog Talk Radio Studio in Springfield, Massachusetts. And welcome back to the Alex Cardinelli Show. I hope you guys enjoyed our fantastic commercial and music break here on the Alex Cardinelli Show. And before commercial break, I was discussing cookies, cakes, and chocolate in our first episode in our brand new series, Cooking with Alice Cardinelli. And I certainly hope you are enjoying this episode thus far. All right. Now, you can go ahead and call in at 1-323-642-1605 to discuss your favorite cookies, your favorite cakes, or your favorite chocolate. Or you can call in with any questions you have. That's 1-323-642-1605. Let's hear your favorite cookies, your favorite cake, or your favorite chocolate bar. Now that we're back here on the Alice Cardinelli Show, I'm going to talk about my favorite cakes and cookies, and I'll have some delicious cakes, cookies, and chocolate recipes for you guys to use. So... While we wait for some callers, I'll start talking about my favorite cookies and cakes. I'll start with my favorite cookies. Some of my favorite cookies include the American Classic Chocolate Chip Cookie, a delicious and soft sugar cookie, and I've always had sugar cookies in my childhood, so they're a favorite cookie of mine. And my great-grandmother's Italian cookie is another cookie that is one of my favorites. I also like M&M cookies and peanut butter cookies. Now, one of my all-time favorite cookies would be a red velvet white chocolate chip cookie, which is basically a red velvet cookie with white chocolate chips. And it really is great if you're a big fan of red velvet like I am. And I also, also like lemon cookies. I know my good friend Jeff is asking me earlier, do I like lemon cookies? Yes, I do. And I basically make a delicious lemon cookie by uh, making a basic sugar cookie recipe. And all I do is... um, add some lemon extract and lemon juice to my sugar cookie recipe, and I have lemon cookies. So, Jeff, if you want to try my homemade lemon cookie recipe, you could take my sugar cookie recipe that I'm going to be giving out in a few minutes here and adding some lemon extract and lemon juice to it to make some um, awesome sugar lemon cookies. Now, I would only use about a teaspoon of lemon juice and a teaspoon of lemon extract, or you can use more if you really, really do like lemon. And basically, I love all kinds of cookies, and cookies are a really good dessert that I enjoy. Now, I have three of my favorite cakes that I like. The first being Red Velvet. Red Velvet is my ultimate favorite cake. Second would be Vanilla. I love Vanilla since I was a kid. And third would be um, Black Forest Cake. So those are my favorite cakes. 
Oh, I forgot my favorite my favorite cookie that you don't make is Oreos. I love Oreos, and I mentioned earlier in the show about there being red velvet Oreos, and I can't wait to try them and review them live on the Alice Cornelia show tomorrow night. So that is a great question. And my live listener, my good buddy Jeff, asking me, do I like fruitcake? Um, depending on the question, yes, I like fruitcake. I like the actual bakery fruitcake that has whipped cream, strawberries, pineapples, and bananas, and cherries. I actually don't like the fruitcake that is served during the holidays. I like the, the fruitcake that actually consists of, uh, like an angel's cake or a sponge cake and real fruit and whipped cream. That would be my favorite fruitcake. But I don't eat fruitcake that often because there seems to be a problem with whipped cream in my stomach. I can't really digest whipped cream right. So uh, when I do have a fruitcake, it's in a very, very short consumption. And I guess you can say my favorite fruitcake would be the Italian fruitcake that um, I eat. Now, the other fruitcake that is served to holidays is actually like a bread consistency, and I just don't really like that. So I like the Italian fruitcake, which you can get at your bakery, which is great. And that brings me to the Italian cakes that I like. And there is one called the rum cake, which is pretty good. Uh, I'll eat that once in a while. I'm not really a big fan, but it's pretty good. I also like a cannoli cake that is awesome. Cannoli cakes are awesome for an Italian cake if you love the cannoli desserts. And we'll do a show on cannolis later on here in the Cooking with Alice Carnelli series on the Alice Carnelli show. All right. Well, you can go ahead and call in now, one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> That's my aquatic wet line number. I'm so sorry about that. You can call in at one three two three six four two one six zero five to discuss your favorite cookie, cake, or candy bar. All right. For the very first time ever here on the Alice Carnelli Show, and the very first time ever on Cooking with Alice Carnelli, it's recipe time. And that was a very popular uh segment of the show for the Chef Cornelli cooking show, but I've got some delicious cookies, cakes, and chocolate recipes for you. So, are you guys ready for your recipes? Here they are. Get a notepad and take them down. Here are today's recipes and this month's recipes for Cooking with Alice Cardinelli. So, our first recipe tonight is American Classic, the cookies at all of Americans love. And our first recipe is Chef Alex's Chocolate Chip Cookies. Now, if you know me, I love a good chocolate chip cookie. And I can guarantee you, my chocolate chip cookie recipe is pretty good. And I know you guys will enjoy my chocolate chip cookie recipe. So here is Chef Alex's chocolate chip cookie recipe. One cup of butter, softened. One cup of white sugar. One cup of packed brown sugar. Two eggs. Two teaspoons of vanilla extract. Three cups of all-purpose flour. One teaspoon of baking soda. Two teaspoons of hot water. A half teaspoon of salt. And two cups of semi-sweet chocolate chips or you can use milk chocolate. Preheat oven to 350. 
Cream together the butter, white sugar, and brown sugar until smooth. Beat in the eggs one at a time, then stir in the vanilla. Dissolve baking soda in hot water. Add to the batter along with salt. Stir in flour, chocolate chips, and nuts, if you're using nuts. Drop by large spoonfuls onto ungreased pans. Bake for about 10 minutes in the preheated oven or until edges are nicely browned. Now, I don't use nuts in my chocolate chip cookie recipe, but if you like nuts, you can use pecans or almonds in your chocolate chip cookie recipe, but I don't. I just use regular chocolate. Well, I hope you guys enjoy my delicious chocolate chip cookie recipe. Okay, so this recipe is for my delicious soft sugar cookies. And as a kid, I loved delicious soft sugar cookies. And this recipe brings me back to my childhood because this is the perfect soft sugar cookie. And this recipe comes from the Bake Like a Pro YouTube channel. And this is the recipe I use for all my sugar cookies now and I want you guys to have it so here it is soft sugar cookies one cup of butter one cup of vegetable oil four and a half cups of flour one teaspoon of baking powder two teaspoons of vanilla two eggs one cup of powdered sugar and one cup of granulated sugar preheat your oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit Creamed butter, sugars, and oil. Add eggs one at a time. Then add vanilla. Then add your dry ingredients, which would be your flour and baking powder. Bake at 350 degrees Fahrenheit for 12 minutes after you have scooped the dough out. Alright, now you want to flatten these out if you want a regular shaped cookie because these will be shaped sort of like a cake, but they're an awesome. But if you want to make a cookie, make sure you flatten them down. And, of course, you can decorate them with sprinkles or extra sugar. And this is a delicious sugar cookie recipe. I hope you guys give them a try. So, my next cookie recipe for you is another one that's another one of my favorite childhood cookies. And this recipe brings me back to my childhood when I would eat these cookies all the time. And this recipe is M&M cookies. I love M&M's and I love cookies. So you know I will be making this recipe all the time. Chef Alex's M&M cookies. And you're going to need one cup of packed brown sugar, a half cup of white sugar, one cup of shortening, two eggs, one and a half teaspoons of vanilla extract, two and a half cups of all-purpose flour, one teaspoon of baking soda, one teaspoon of salt, and one and a half cups of M&M's. In a large bowl, mix sugar, eggs, shortening, and vanilla thoroughly. Add flour, salt, and baking soda to cream mixture. Blend well. Add three-fourths a cup of your M&M candies. Drop dough by teaspoonful onto cookie sheet. Slightly push a few candies on top of each dough ball 
with remaining candies. Bake at 350 for 9 to 11 minutes to your liking. Obviously, if you want a softer M&M cookie, 9 minutes. If you, want a, if you want a crispier cookie, 11 minutes. And that is your M&M cookie recipe. Now, this next cookie recipe is one that I grew up eating a lot because I'm Italian. The last name, like Cardinelli, makes you Italian. And my great-grandmother was full-blooded Italian. And I made sure I had these cookies each Christmas because she made them every Christmas. So, if you're Italian, you're going to appreciate these cookies. If you're not Italian... You're going to enjoy these cookies nonetheless because they are simply delish. So, this recipe is my great-grandmother's Italian cookie recipe that I'm going to share with you. So, here is Chef Alex's Italian cookie recipe. And you're going to need one pound of butter, softened, which is two sticks, two large eggs, beaten, one cup of sugar, four cups of flour, Two tablespoons of baking powder, two tea, uh, actually two tablespoons of vanilla icing, one three-fourths cup of powdered sugar, which is half of a one-pound box, two tablespoons of milk, and one tablespoon of either anise extract or one tablespoon of vanilla or one tablespoon of fresh lemon juice. Now, my grandmother used anise. And a lot of the traditional Italians use anus, but you can also use lemon juice or vanilla, and you can also use sprinkles to decorate. So, cream butter and sugar until soft and creamy. Add eggs and vanilla, mixing well. Combine flour and baking powder, then blend into the butter mixture. Break off small walnut-sized pieces of dough and shape into bows, braids, knots, S-shapes, or any shape you desire, or you can just simply use a cookie scoop and scoop and bake. Bake in a preheated oven at 375 until lightly browned, about 15 to 20 minutes. Cool on wire racks and ice as desired. To make your icing, blend sugar and your choice of flavoring adding milk slowly to form a soft, smooth icing. Sprinkle with colored sugar or sprinkles, and there is your delicious Italian cookie recipe. Well, we have enough cookies tonight, so now let's move on to cakes. And my first cake recipe is my all-time favorite cake, if you know me, you know that my favorite cake ever is red velvet cake. I simply just love red velvet cake. And if you're wondering, what the heck is a red velvet cake? Well, a red velvet cake is simply a vanilla cake with a little hint of cocoa and buttermilk and some red food coloring. But I really love red velvet cake, and I feel red velvet cake needs to be paired with cream cheese frosting with a little bit of white chocolate ganache as garnish. Anyways, here is my delicious recipe for red velvet cake, and I know you guys are going to enjoy this recipe. Now, if you love red velvet cake like I do, it's going to be great for you because red velvet cake is delish. So here's my recipe for red velvet cake. 
one stick of butter softened, two and a half cups of sugar, two eggs, two ounces of red food coloring. That's one whole bottle. I suggest using one and a half bottle for a bloody red coloration, which is very pretty. Two tablespoons of cocoa powder, one cup of buttermilk, two and a quarter cups of cake flour, one teaspoon of vanilla, and one teaspoon of baking soda. Directions. Cream together butter and sugar. Add eggs one at a time. Beat well after each addition. In another bowl, mix together red food coloring and cocoa to form a paste. Add this to the cream mixture. On low speed, add buttermilk and flour alternately, beginning and ending with flour. Mix well. Do not overbeat or you're going to get a dry cake. Add vanilla. Blend in baking soda. Grease cake pans. Place batter evenly into grease cake pans. Bake at 350 for 25 to 30 minutes and cool and get ready to frost with my delicious cream cheese frosting recipe, which I'll give out later on in the show. You can also make cupcakes or sheet cake as well. For cupcakes, I'd bake about 15 to 20 minutes, and a sheet cake would be the same as the two layer cakes. All right, so enjoy my delicious red velvet cake recipe. Now, this next cake recipe is one that I grew up eating as a child because when I was a child, I liked bland food. But as a kid, I loved vanilla cake. And still to this day, I love vanilla cake. I'd say vanilla cake is my second favorite cake behind red velvet cake. But I loved vanilla cake as a kid, and I still do like vanilla cake. So here is my recipe for a delicious vanilla cake. You're going to need one cup of white sugar, a half cup of butter, two eggs, two teaspoons of vanilla extract, one and a half cups of all-purpose flour, one and three-fourths teaspoons of baking powder, and a half cup of milk. Preheat your oven to 350. Grease and flour a 9 by 9 inch pan or lining muffin pan with paper liners. In a medium bowl, cream together the sugar and butter. Beat in the eggs one at a time, and then stir in the vanilla. Combine flour and baking powder. Add to the cream mixture and mix well. Finally, stir in the milk until batter is smooth. Pour or spoon butter into the prepared pan. Bake for 30 to 40 minutes in the preheated oven. For cupcakes, bake 20 to 25 minutes. Cake is done when it springs back to the touch. And let it cool before you frost with my delicious peanut butter frosting or my delicious cream cheese frosting. And there is my delicious vanilla cake recipe. Enjoy, my friends. Okay, and my final cake recipe tonight is for a delicious chocolate cake. So here is my chocolate cake recipe. You're going to need two-thirds a cup of butter softened, one and two-thirds cups of sugar, three eggs, two cups of all-purpose flour, two-thirds a cup of baking cocoa, one and one-fourth teaspoon of baking soda, one teaspoon of salt, and one and one-third cup of milk. In a bowl, cream butter and sugar until fluffy. Add eggs one at a time, beating well after each addition. Combine flour, cocoa, baking soda, and salt, and add to cream mixture alternately with milk, beating until smooth after each addition. 
Pour batter into a greased and floured 13 inch by 9 inch pan. Bake at 350 for 35 to 40 minutes or until cake test done. Cool on a wire rack. And frost with your favorite frosting when cooled. I like to serve this cake with my delicious peanut butter or cream cheese frosting. And here is my delicious chocolate cake recipe. Here is a cream cheese frosting recipe that will work with any one of my cake recipes that I've given out tonight on the Oz Cardinelli Show. But I really recommend this cream cheese frosting for my red velvet cake and my carrot cake because it complements the red velvet and carrot cake very well. So, here is my cream cheese frosting recipe. You're going to need 16 ounces of cream cheese. You're going to need 4 cups of powdered sugar. And I know it sounds like a lot, but trust me, you will need 4 cups of powdered sugar and a teaspoon of vanilla extract. So, in a mixing bowl, put your 16 ounces of cream cheese into the stand mixer. Cream that for 2 minutes so it gets nice and fluffy. Then, add 2 cups of powdered sugar at a time. So you should be having 2 additions of powdered sugar and mix well. Then, add in your vanilla. Now, if your cream cheese frosting is too thick to your liking, add in about a tablespoon of milk until you get your desired consistency. And that is your delicious cream cheese frosting. I love cream cheese frosting because it gives a nice tang to my red velvet cake or my carrot cake. And I think it's one of my favorite frostings ever. So, I actually think that a red velvet cake is not a red velvet cake without a good cream cheese frosting. So, I hope you guys enjoy my delicious cream cheese frosting recipe. Peanut butter frosting. Here is my recipe for my delicious peanut butter frosting. And this recipe I've actually gotten from my grandmother. She taught me how to make this great recipe. So here we go. Peanut butter frosting. Three cups of peanut butter. Three and a half cups of powdered sugar. One teaspoon of vanilla and two tablespoons of milk or more depending on how you like your frosting consistency. Cream together your peanut butter and vanilla. Add in your powdered sugar. Then add in a tablespoon of milk until you reach your desired consistency. And here is my delicious recipe for peanut butter frosting. It really is good. And it goes great on my vanilla or my chocolate cake. Or you can also use it on any cakes you like. But if you love peanut butter like I do, it works wonders. If you love peanut butter and chocolate like I do, it works wonders. And you can make a Reese's peanut butter cake by making a chocolate cake using this peanut butter frosting and adding some pieces of broken up Reese's to your cake. Well, enjoy my peanut butter frosting recipe, folks. Chocolate ganache. So this recipe is for chocolate ganache. Now, you can use chocolate ganache for a number of things. You can use chocolate ganache to decorate a cake, to put on top of ice cream, or serve alongside your favorite desserts, whether it be cheesecake or cannolis, or anything, chocolate ganache comes in handy. And I want to teach you how to make chocolate ganache. So, for chocolate ganache, you're going to need three cups of chocolate. 
and you can use any kind of chocolate you like, whether it'll be dark chocolate, semi-sweet chocolate, or milk chocolate. You're going to need two tablespoons of unsalted butter, or you can use salted butter, your preference. And you're going to need a tablespoon of heavy cream. Now, you're going to either need a double boiler, which is a pan filled halfway with water and your bowl that you're going to use to melt your chocolate, or you can use your microwave. But if you use your microwave, you're going to need to keep an eye on it and melt the chocolate at 30 second intervals. So, if you are using a double boiler, pour your chocolate in the bowl, pour your butter and your heavy cream, and stir constantly. Make sure the water does not touch the bottom of the pan if you're going to be using a double boiler. If you're using a microwave, put it in there for 30 seconds and then stir constantly. You might not only need to do it for 30 seconds because the heat will melt it, so stir constantly. And if it's not Melt it all the way the first time, do it the second time, but you should only take a total of 60 minutes to um, melt all your chocolate and give you a smooth ganache. For me, I find that 30 seconds is enough, but if you want yours to be runny, 60 seconds works. And there is your delicious recipe for chocolate ganache. White chocolate ganache. Here is my recipe for white chocolate ganache. And if you love white chocolate, you're going to love this delicious white chocolate ganache that you can put on top of your red velvet cake or your chocolate cake or on top of strawberries or on top of your favorite cheesecake. So for my white chocolate ganache, you're going to need four cups of a good quality white chocolate, two tablespoons of butter, you can use unsalted or salted butter, your personal preference, and two tablespoons of heavy cream. Now you can either use a double boiler or a microwave. If you're going to be using a microwave, simply place the white chocolate, butter, and heavy cream in a heat proof bowl and microwave on 30 second intervals until the chocolate is nice and smooth. If you're using a double boiler, place the bowl into the double boiler and make sure the, the bowl is not touching the bottom of the water or the water is not touching the bottom of the bowl and melt your white chocolate butter and cream together until you get a nice smooth white chocolate ganache and there is your delicious recipe for a white chocolate ganache do you love oreos and do you love chocolate I certainly do, so this recipe is for those who love Oreos and love chocolate. Here is my recipe for chocolate-covered Oreos. You're obviously going to need one package of Oreos. You're going to need one bar of chocolate or one bag of chocolate chips. You can use semi-sweet chocolate, dark chocolate, or milk chocolate. You're also going to need a tablespoon of butter and a little bit of heavy cream, and heavy cream is optional. You don't have to have heavy cream if you don't have it. So melt your chocolate in the microwave until it's nice and smooth and it's smooth enough to dip Oreos in. It should be a little runny so that the chocolate will stick to the Oreos. 
once your chocolate is melted. Then, put your Oreos in the freezer for about 10 minutes so that they can adhere to the chocolate. Take your Oreos out of the freezer and start dipping your Oreos into the chocolate and put the Oreos onto a parchment lined baking sheet so that the chocolate can cool. Once the ch chocolate cools, you are ready to serve your chocolate covered Oreos. And these are great. So instead of paying $5 for a box of chocolate covered Oreos, make them yourself with this great recipe. Now to me, there's nothing greater in this world than white chocolate and Oreos. I mean, I love white chocolate Oreos. I'll pay the $5 for the white chocolate covered Oreos in the grocery store. But when I feel like making homemade white chocolate Oreos, I do. And here's my recipe for white chocolate covered Oreos. It's a lot better than the $5 ones at the grocery stores. This is my favorite recipe. So for white chocolate covered Oreos, you're going to need one package of Oreos, one bar of white chocolate or a package of white chocolate chips, and use a good quality white chocolate like Ghirardelli. You're going to need two tablespoons of butter and a teaspoon of heavy cream is optional. Now you're going to melt your white chocolate and butter in your microwave until it's nice and smooth. Then, freeze your Oreos for 10 minutes so that they can adhere to the white chocolate. Take your Oreos out of the freezer and dip them into the white chocolate and then line them on a parchment lined baking sheet so that the chocolate can cool. Then, serve. A tip for making white chocolate Oreos is to put the white chocolate covered Oreos in the fridge after you've done all the Oreos so that they can firm up faster. And once they are nice and firm, you can enjoy yourself a delicious white chocolate covered Oreo. An easy dessert for when you feel lazy and don't want to heat up the kitchen with your hot oven. Now, you can make these white chocolate covered Oreos and save yourself lots of money instead of buying the $5 white chocolate covered Oreos at the grocery store. Now, I love white chocolate and I love M&M's, so I'm going to teach you how to make my delicious white chocolate M&M candy bar. That's right, you can make your own candy bar at home using white chocolate and M&M's. This recipe I found off of Bake Like a Pro on YouTube. So this is an inspiration from Bake Like a Pro on YouTube. So go check them out and subscribe. Now, for this recipe, you're going to need a mold. You can use any kind of candy molds that you have. If you don't have a candy mold, I suggest going out and buying one from Michael's or Walmart or even your grocery store might have them. Candy molds are great because you can make homemade candies in them. Now, for the white chocolate M&M candy bar, you're obviously going to need some white chocolate, and you want to melt the white chocolate and set it aside. You're also going to need M&Ms. That's it. Only two ingredients, white chocolate and M&Ms. And make sure you use a good quality white chocolate like Ghirardelli. Now, once you've got your candy molds all set and ready to go, then you're going to 
put some M&Ms into the candy mold bowls and line them up in rows. Then pour your white chocolate over them and, and tap down to get all the air bubbles out. Then place them in the fridge until it hardens up and you're ready to serve your delicious white chocolate M&M candy bars. And you can feel proud because you make yourself homemade white chocolate M&M candy bars. Alright, so those are all of our delicious recipes for you here on the Alice Cardinelli Show on our first episode of Cooking with Alice Cardinelli. I sure hope that you're going to give these recipes a try because they are great. And if you do try these recipes, please let me know how they came out. Now, my good friend Josh and my good friend um, Jeff, Jeff rather, not Josh, I keep getting his name confused with Josh all the time. My good friend Jeff has made some of my recipes from the Chef Cardinelli cooking show. He has made my delicious macaroni and cheese recipe, which at some point I'll, I'll share during this series here on the Alice Cardinelli show. Matter of fact, we have a pasta show coming up soon in this series. In a couple months, we're going to be doing a pasta show, and I'll have my macaroni and cheese recipe for you. But my good friend Jeff has made my delicious macaroni and cheese recipe, and he always shares that it's good. So if you make any of my recipes, please let me know what you think of them. I really do appreciate the feedback of what you think of my recipes. All right, well, I hope you guys enjoyed our first episode of Cooking with Alice Cardinelli. I hope you guys really liked it because this is replacing the Chef Cardinelli cooking show, and I feel I did a kick-ass job tonight, and I hope you guys had fun. Well, usually I'd only be doing this show once a month, but there's going to be a second episode of Cooking with Alice Cardinelli here on the Alice Cardinelli Show in February. Next Thursday, February 12th, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be doing a holiday-themed Cooking with Alice Cardinelli show, and that'll be on Valentine's Day recipes. You'll get delicious recipes such as a chocolate lava cake, such as a steak dinner, such as chicken marsala, chicken parmesan, and much more. So if you're going to be staying home and cooking for your wife or your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your loved ones, then I'm going to be here to help next Thursday, February 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern for our second episode of Cooking with Alex Cardinelli. And I'm also going to be giving out a recipe that Jeff has also made. He's also made this with the macaroni and cheese, and that is the mushroom rice stuffing, which would be perfect for Valentine's Day as well. So the mushroom rice stuffing is awesome. Now, if there is a particular food item you want me to talk about here on the Alice Cardinelli Show, please let me know by emailing me at Alex, go Yankees, Cardinelli19 at gmail.com or message me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Alex Cardinelli or tweeting me at, at Alex Cardinelli1 and I would look forward to doing that show. I will be doing shows for holidays when it comes to food. And when it is a holiday month, there will be two shows for you. 
So these next two months, there's going to be two episodes of Cooking with Alice Cardinelli because we've got Valentine's Day coming up in February, and in March we've got St. Patrick's Day. So I'm going to do a little bit of um, St. Patrick's Day food or Irish food next month in March as well. Although I really don't know much about Irish food, I'm also going to be learning about it as well. So that's going to be great. And also in March, I'm thinking about doing a show on red velvet cake or another one of my favorite foods. We'll figure it out. But I think I'll be doing a show in its entirety on red velvet cake in March and Irish food. And, of course, in February, we had today's show and a Valentine's Day show. All right. Well, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode and debut of Cooking with Alice Cardinelli. And if you did enjoy today's show, like I ask in every episode, could you please post it on your Facebook page, your Twitter page, or your Google Plus page? All you got to do is copy the show URL and post it on your social media account. Also, check us out on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. We can be found on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. You can download our episode on your Android by going to stitcherradio.com and searching for The Alex Cardinelli Show. And I invite you to like our page on Facebook. Go ahead and like our fan page on Facebook. Our fan page is called The Alex Cardinelli Show. All right, I'm Alex Cardinelli, and I want to thank you for joining me on tonight's wonderful episode. You guys have a great night, and try some of my delicious recipes. I'm Alex Cardinelli, and I say thank you for listening to the Alex Cardinelli Show. Have a great night, and peace out. Alex Cardinelli and the Alex Cardinelli Show, signing off for the night. Thank you for listening to the Alex Cardinal Show, your one-stop for anything sports, news, politics, and general chat. Make sure you join us each and every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Please like our fan page on Facebook. Log on to Facebook and type in the Alex Cardinal Show and click like. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Check us out there. For more information on our show, check out our webpage, blogtalkradio.com forward slash crazyalextalk. Have a good night, and thanks for listening to The Alex Cardinal Show. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.